everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Parallel Barkings. Uh, my name is Larry Backer. Woof, woof. Woof, and woof, not hoof, hoof. <laughs> woof, woof. Well, I guess whatever yeah, you feel like today. It's alliteration day, right? And I'm here with my puppy. Ariana Backer, Bark Bark. Hello, everyone. We promised we were going to switch woof and barks, but we'll we, work on it. We did it. We did. I said bark, right? Or well, no, wait, today, were we supposed to do whatever? Anyway. Well, today it's summer. Happy summer. And we're doing our what will be our annual summer edition, which like newspapers in the U.S., this is a very common feature in, in local uh, newspapers, will dedicate uh, some uh, space, some considerable space in the summer to providing you with new and wonderful ideas about food and nutrition. And we have one. Oh, wow. I love yum, this series. Yum. I hope you all are hungry. I have something for you because I can now happily report to you that according to the owners of two, I think at least two um, companies that have just received um, uh, uh, great news from um, from the food USDA. and drug Yes, Upside and Eat Just. Um, the, the Food and Drug Administration has just approved the, um, the manufacture and selling of cell cultivated chicken, which is the name and God knows how many people uh, in how many bureaucratic committees it took to come up with this one, cell cultivated chicken. That's our uh, euphemism for lab grown. Uh, we don't have euphemisms in this country. We have increasingly Baroque terminology that is both precise, ambiguous, deceptive, and precise, and, and absolutely true. Uh, but anyway, so here we go. So it is literally cell cultivated chicken, which um, one of the um, the uh, uh, Dr. Uma Valetti, the uh, who's described in the New York Times as the cardiologist who helped start one of the two companies in 2015. There's a reason for 2015 in a second. Proudly uh, was quoted as saying, "We are changing the paradigm. Uh, we are detaching the meat from the animal." Uh, and for me, this is this is actually quite uplifting because indeed uh, we we appear to live at a time in which detachment is the order, the cultural order of the day. We are detaching our economies. The Americans are detaching their economies from China. Uh, we are now detaching uh, meat from the animals, and I think that this is just a um, well, an interesting thing. Um, and, uh, and, well, and obviously you are none to, would you, would you eat this? No. <laughs> that was real quick. You didn't no. even think about it. You didn't even want to taste it. You don't want no. to try it. No. no. Why not? Oh, wait, wait, and, and, and why, why pray tell? Wait, wait, wait. First, this question. Do you eat other fake meats? Other types no. of fake meats. I do you eat. eat I eat. I eat plant matter that masturbates. Surprise! This isn't meat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I eat plant matter that masquerades itself as okay. meat. Um, either soy based or pea protein. I think is what it's called based. Um, and in full confession, I am as happy to eat uh, vegan meals as I am to eat meals around uh, slaughtered animals. 
and I'm just going to use the terms that because that is what they happens. are happens. Mm -hmm. That's yep. right. Um, you know, I I tend not to um, I but at the same time, I said, well, I'm not going to eat this stuff. Um, we have and in part because we have the means to do it. And this is another podcast about uh, about means uh, and to to healthy eating. Um, we have the means to restrict our consumption of slaughtered animals to those that have been third party certified to the extent that we can believe that and, and what we got. Oh, that brings up a that yeah, makes me um, think of, OK, so now this is going to be a different class of food. This is going to create different classes of well, we people who can afford the well, real well, chicken versus yes. People yeah, who can there. afford the fake chicken. We're getting, versus... there. we're getting there. But first, let me finish. So we eat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Farm sorry. raised, humanely raised, certified by third parties to the extent we can. And we would uh, donate um, to and would uh, and do support uh, uh, efforts to to rethink and transform uh, what we view with horror as one of the great experiments, uh, horrible experiments from a, a kind of nightmare of industrialization, uh, which is a development of these factory farms for, for animals, which we find, we understand uh, the, the, the balancing that went into it, and we understand all of this, but from our perspective, and certainly in the long term, it's something that, uh, while it may well have served some sort of justifiable purpose at some point, given our technologies and our cultures at the time, it is something that ought to be slated for extinction. Uh, mm -hmm. But so putting it all aside, so now we have self-cultivated chicken and people, and and there there are a couple of things that I think are just funny about it. Uh, all of this started, if if the news stories are to be believed, and of course, I am, I'm just reporting what other people report, uh, uh, because I have not yet more into a grand disclaimer. Industry. Disclaimer. Yeah. I am not April O'Neill, uh, fabulous um, uh, investigative reporter, nor do I have the mutant ninja turtles to help me uncover the, the truth. For those, well, of that you, is disappointing. Yeah, you know, for those of you who are teenage mutant ninja turtle fans, you would have recognized April O'Neill in in a heartbeat. For those of you. Uh, whose uh, viewing tends to be much more limited. That That's my... <laughs> I mean, this is one of the great feats of the late 20th century. You're absolutely right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are... But, and we don't eat them. We can eat their we, cousins, though. We can eat turtles of some... Right, but those are those can either be... I think most of them are wild-caught. But anyway, let's go back to these cell-cultivated chicken. Yes. So as as I understand it, uh, the the two companies that started working on this, and I think that that, that they started in 2015, uh, after I believe, and this is the way it, it was reported, uh, in 2013, a Dutch scientist by the name of Mark Post, uh, who is a pioneer in the field, debuted a burger uh, that was made from uh, cells, that is your, your cultivated Right, I do remember that. Yeah. Um, and that burger costs $325,000 to produce. <laughs> now, for those who like to spend money on $250 million houses um, or uh, solid gold uh, urinals uh, or who, uh, you know, who enjoy this kind of thing, $325,000 uh, for a vat produced 
amalgamation of cells that at some point uh, owed their genetic origin and their cell structure uh, to some kind of animal might be their way of, of showing not only their privilege, uh, but their good taste and judgment. Although, as we know, uh, money does not tend to be uh, uh, absolutely aligned with either good taste, uh, judgment, or or culture. But but there yeah, you have- Yeah, absolutely right. But and hey, then, you could but, eat, go ahead, go ahead. But but no, there's a point to, to all of this. All right, all right. Uh, Right, so three hundred thousand dollars. Uh, he got this thing going. Two companies then started up around 2015, uh, and their their mission was to then try to create this as an alternative to um, slaughtered chickens. And of course, you're using this uh, disparaging term. We talk about slaughtering people, and we think this is really bad. And now. Uh, all of a sudden, despite uh, human uh, behaviors, otherwise, at least rhetorically, uh, we transpose the pejorative of slaughter to animals. And that should, uh, from a marketing perspective, that should make us a little more queasy about um, uh, about eating uh, the flesh of uh, creatures that have been slaughtered. Uh, and, and, and so it was marketed. And indeed, the way they're going to market it, as I understand it, is uh, they're going to educate the despicables, that is the masses, those of us who really uh, ought not to be alive because we cannot afford a non-fake Prada bag to go along with our solid gold uh, urinals and our uh, $250 million houses. Um, they're going to market it to upscale restaurants uh, and, and essentially show that if the rich and those who purport to have good taste, or at least are in the vanguard of taste. And, and for those of, those of you who watch Zoolander, we know that taste is, uh, while it is driven by those with a lot of money and influence, uh, it doesn't necessarily have any relation to anything other than the human uh, uh, predilection to imitate people who they believe are higher on some kind of bizarrely constructed uh, um, so that other people could also think that they are higher on the right, right. So, so you know, if if the the Duke of Earl and the Prince of Peace uh, spend uh, three million dollars on a chicken burger made from vat produced cells that now are uh, are amalgamated into something that sort of kind of looks like what had been a slaughtered a part of a slaughtered animal, then everyone else will line up and and do it, which is grand. Uh, this is neither the first nor last time this has been done. Uh, and and you know you might as well feed off on human predilections. But is it to be slaughtered? Okay, uh, okay, fine. Are we even able to buy these now? Yeah, well, yes, soon. No. soon. The problem is, of course, that the reason that they, they have to start at the higher end, uh, I believe that there are only two countries now that kind of sort of say it's okay. One is Singapore, where uh, some reports indicate some of these companies are trying to sell this meat uh, well, good, or below good meat, cost good to, meat, to generate... What, sorry. Good meat was started in Singapore. It okay, launched. well, there you go. Right. So Singapore and the U.S., very good. And so those, those are the two. Uh, and there's there have been uh, back and forth with the press on whether or not they're selling it at or below cost, uh, which wouldn't surprise me. I don't know why people get all upset about that when you've got a new industry entrant 
uh, they are going to do that. Uh, in, but anyway, so since we there, can't buy it in the grocery store yet, not yet, but even if have. you could, even if you could, right now they can't compete with um, with normal chicken uh, that is slaughtered not. chicken. Uh, because I, I believe that the 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 number that they've been banding about is something like four dollars a pound, which is I think a higher than oh you made a face, which is her. Oh, I'm not going to buy this stuff. Yeah, I mean if people are already feeling wary about it, making it more expensive is well, no, going to be harder to. Yeah, yeah, but it's cheaper than three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Okay, so great. It's coming down, right? It's coming down, and the more there's demand, you know how this works. It's basic economics. The more they the demand, because the the problem is, uh, in order to eat a chicken, you need a chicken. In order to eat a uh, a patty of cells that have been mushed together to resemble what it isn't, um, you need a factory. Uh, which means that you need machines, you need cleanliness, you need standards, you need all kinds of stuff. And all of that is expensive if all you're doing is popping out one chicken burger, right? So the the more that they produce, the, the idea is that the, the cheaper it will get, I, I suspect. Uh, but the other thing, and, and I'm really curious about your take on this. The other thing is that this is viewed not only as a more humane alternative, um, but it is also viewed as uh, much better for the environment. That is, now we can get rid of, not only can we get rid of these horrible chicken farms, and the chicken farms are horrible, uh, including the, and and I, I do not hesitate to say this, the extraordinarily and probably, it and certainly immoral laxity of the government uh, and uh, of industry that love to beat their chest about how uh, humane they are, uh, but who are both complicit in uh, creating awful, beyond awful conditions. Uh, the lack of any research or uh, help in developing modalities for making use on a sustainable basis of the uh, of, of uh, whatever is discarded from chickens and certainly their um, um, their manure. I forget what it's called. They're, um, I guess it's guano. No, that's what bats do. Fertilizer uh, is poo, all I'm going right, to say. Chicken poo, right. Chicken poo, they can do fertilizer, they can do something else. But anyway, so it's it's viewed as much better for the environment. Uh, it won't pollute. Uh, and therefore, we should, even if we, we don't like the idea of eating amalgamated cells uh, that have been uh, vat produced. Well, that... it'd be interesting to hear about what kind of carbon footprint these um, labs and factories will have. Because one of the biggest arguments against um, having the traditional farms, and as, as you said, um, besides being notoriously inhumane, um, is reducing the carbon footprint associated with the large scale animal farming, right. you know, plus, grazing, plus growing, the, right. plus and the, the methane. water pollution, right? The yeah. water pollution from from the stuff that then seeps out in the soil, uh, blah blah blah. Well, and so, methane emissions, like 
all of, all of that good stuff. Right, right. So you'd have to do a comparison. So you're you're looking at carbon footprint. You're looking at and you and the the problem is, of course, you also have to look at displaced carbon. The footprint. fallout. Yeah, you have to actually look at the fallout of the the workers, the the people who were employed by these these farms. What what's going to happen to them? Right. And what are you going to do with the uh, millions and millions of chickens that you're going to slaughter exactly. in, order to, in order to get to this wonderful new universe of happy antiseptic factories? And again, more factories, happy antiseptic factories that may or may not pay a living wage uh, to its grunt workers um, who then generate a tremendous amount of uh, or need for electricity uh, and or natural gas or whatever. Uh, it, that do very little with respect to the issues of uh, carbon footprinting transport, uh, much less uh, marketing, packaging, and the like. The, these things are not, you can't sell as much as you may want to abstractions of these cultured uh, meat products, right? Plus, of course, uh, the amount of industry, heavy industry that is necessary to build and maintain these machines uh, including petroleum products, no doubt, right? So, so it'll become a complicated thing, uh, and it's not as straightforward as yeah, we don't have a million chickens pooping. Uh, instead, we have this nice antiseptic thing with a lot of clean-looking scientists who look like they take a bath every once in a while. And what could be nicer? Everyone is now a white-collar worker, uh, booyah, uh, and we can eat these chicken things. I mean. And like you were saying, it, as long as the demand goes up and, and people's the stigma goes down, I don't see anything stopping this. Case in point is KFC's chickens that have no beaks or feet. They're, they have yeah, yeah, multiple yeah. legs and wings growing on them, and they're kept alive yeah. by tubes inserted into their bodies to perform basic functions. And these are the chickens that are sold in their restaurants. They're genetically now, you modified. Know, you know, I'm throwing up in my mouth. <laughs> um, and people yeah, know, no. the, these reports have come out. People know right. about this. Right, right, and yet, no, no, this is, this there's is, no um, issue. Right. I, or there's many. These are abominations, to use a very old-timey phrase. Uh, which has some yeah, you old modern yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> Jerusalem in the reign of the emperor Tiberius was a lovely place. Um, but then again, wh what if what if you just think about meat as protein? What if we're just growing protein? That is cool. Um, I remember stories about nice old people who sat uh, in their beautiful little um, picturesque cottage you can make cottage industries of, of this if you want just hire people who are uh, homebound give them a large cauldron uh and a starter kit like sourdough uh and have everyone uh start you know uh, with their little cauldron uh, i can imagine little children getting lost in the forest uh and then being invited into these homes oh wait in, in that story the the nice old lady eats tries to eat them so maybe not that story but a, a different story mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, but essentially yeah you've got a bunch of cottage workers which raises some uh some human rights and sustainability issues as well as issues of accountability but yeah you can do that or you can make these uh, soulless mag mega factories which raises another set of issues but hey 
we don't have a million pooping chickens, nor do we have the abomination of chickens with no beaks and, and you know, zombie chickens. You know, then in the, like a hundred years, what happened to all the chickens? Wasn't there well, a bird called a chicken once? Right, or, or whatever. Um, more interesting, of course, is how you make this, right? It, um, it is not a Harry Potter episode where one can take a stick of, of whatever manufacturer. A wand. <laughs> and, right. Or one takes a large pot that one buys at the local supermarket, uh, throws in a couple cells, again, that is like a sourdough starter kit, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. adds, um, I don't know, vegetable broth and a little bit of onions. And the next thing you know, you've got what looks like a chicken burger. Um, that is yeah. not how you do it. But that it's pretty not. close. But it's pretty close. Uh, you have to develop an environment in which these cells can be induced to replicate because essentially, I mean, it's like sourdough. So you've got a cell or a, some requisite threshold number of cells, uh, and then you have to induce them to want to party using the, the human analogy and to uh, become more of themselves uh, and to do it fairly quickly and uh, but in a stable way. Uh, and and then this is then um, managed, controlled, and, and of course this is uh, what the the ingenuity it takes to do all of this is what uh, will I think drive what they believe will be not only the value added but the uh, if they're lucky enormously insane profits that these companies will derive from doing this. But if you think about it. Um, as well, we do live in an age where we love to add stuff to our porridges. And in this case, in a sense, when you're looking at these um, uh, these cell-cultivated chickens, uh, what you're looking at is these lovely factories, probably all hermetically sealed, uh, where they're essentially making meat porridge. Now, when you make meat porridge, you're going to need the basic ingredients. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how they control for uh, or against the temptation by evil, godless, or amoral, or people who can figure out because they've got enough lawyers, uh, some kind of plausible justification to <laughs> enhance that porridge with- To be more precise, stuff. it involves isolating the tissue samples from living animals. And yeah. then growing their cells. Yeah, in a vet, in, in a porridge. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, you're 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 taking cells uh from animals. On the other hand, I'm thinking, wow, we are now one step closer for those of you who are movie freaks. Why just grab cells from the two things? One, why just grab cells from chickens? Um, and and I'm sorry I have to do this. Uh, we are now one step closer to Soylent Green. I knew you were going to do that. I knew Soylent it. Soylent Green is what? People. It's people. People. It's Soylent people, Green is people. people. I mean, you know, I can scrape, you know, I, I can get one of those um, if I want to do a, a beauty regime. Um, I can scrape the, the bottom of my feet to make them uh, lovely like they were when I was nine years old. And maybe I can take that and make, I don't know, dead uh, human skin. Oh, pork. that's lovely. Well, that's but, that's you know, a great... You scrape, you scrape meat cells, you scrape meat cells. Uh, and why is it that you, well, one, why is it that you're limited to chicken? And two, how are you going to set up the um, the structures for ensuring that indeed 
uh, you aren't scraping cells from your workers. Now, clearly, no one has any intention of doing this. And I'm thinking uh, along the lines of a of a fantastical movie production, well, yeah, of course. a dystopian drama. And yet there it is, because if, in fact, that's what you're doing, um, I can scrape it off of anything. A lizard, the cockroaches that are that I find in my factory. Oh, sorry. Factories do not have cockroaches. Yes, uh, they are. Absolutely. And then problem number two is, well, you know, the fact that you ought to make this in a vat of whatever amino acids or whatever it is that they put in. I'm no scientist, some water um, amino acids or whatever it is that they need to make these things multiply. Why can't you also add other cool things that either the state or science might think would enhance the value of this thing. Oh, I'm sure you could, given time. You have to start somewhere, though, right? right? right, right, Chicken is probably the easiest meat to think of, and the most heinous stories have come out about the chicken farms. Well, and everything tastes like chicken in the end, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't (laughs) it? Even Soylent Green, as I understand it, from Charlton Hessen, may he rest in peace. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, so so it, it's going to raise a bunch of really interesting issues. Uh, no, it's not going away. Yes, it's likely to be coming. Uh, there's no doubt that it's going to get better. And absolutely, we will be trained because we're Pavlovian to love this stuff because rich and famous people and influencers uh, with their own distorted body images are going to tell us it is the uh, it's only cool people who will eat this stuff. Uh, so it's coming. But with it um, are coming all kinds, I think, of additional, uh, to use the language of administrators, additional challenges. Well, uh, along with everything else that's happening, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. you know, over right. the past few years, we're in a and, time of change. Right. And the and two issues remain uh, unresolved. Right. Uh, one of them will be um, the the extent to which you can verify its positive effect. Uh, with respect to sustainability. And the second, and for me, the more troubling one, um, is the uh, the cost of having, by pursuing this road, uh, the cost that we will incur by not having pursued the other road, which is to make uh, the, uh, the, the farming of animals that are slated for slaughter, both more humane and more containable, more more compatible with a sustainable and renewable uh, culture. I think uh, that that had that that has been tried. I think people are also trying to do that, and I just don't think it's it's going fast enough for the masses. I think people are the demanding. Masses, the masses, the masses are not involved in the decision making process. I assure you. Uh, the masses. I just don't think it's cost effective. I just don't think it's going to work for. Neither is four dollar chicken that you make in a vat for the moment. Uh, and attitudes made, are absolutely changing. Oh yeah, well, attitudes can be whatever it is that you train attitudes to be. That's the whole point of having some Michelin three stars serve this stuff. Absolutely. Uh, the Prince of Peace and the Duke of Earl and the president of a of a large republic that is admired as a, I don't know, as some kind of celebrity. So you you are against this trend. 
is what I'm no, guessing. I, I can't be for or against it. it it's a that's, yes, you can. No, it's a it's a ridiculous question, mostly because or a ridiculous point, mostly because there's not a thing I can do about it, and it is coming. So it is. You can say whether you are happy or sad about it. It doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. Um, I can tell you that dodging I, questions. I would again. be. In, I'm not dodging questions. I'm avoiding them. I would I would rather focus on on these other things. But again, you know, my voice uh, maybe combined with three million others may may make a difference. But uh, not that anyone cares. Uh, what people are going to care about is what um, those who have a hand in all of this, uh, both in terms of the way in which they can package it to meet uh, uh, regulatory or political or social or cultural agendas, or the way in which they can package it to make money uh, will, will um, what they will do. And actually more interesting than that will be what the uh, large agribusinesses will do, as well as whether in doing this, you're actually doing slaughtered farming a favor by effectively getting rid of the large factory farms and then leaving a space open for uh, traditional humane uh, family sustainable farming to re-emerge as a specialty um, mm -hmm. area. None of this we we know, and I think it will be fun. Get your popcorn uh, to kick back and watch what happens uh, when the agribusinesses um, uh, get a wind of this. My gut tells me that they're going to co-opt this by spending a, a kajillion dollars to buy these folks out uh, and then uh, like the, the auto companies and then either sit on it or to the extent they view it as profitable, they'll just uh, merge it into their factory farm operations. Well, I yeah, like the auto companies the and the, the electronic vehicles, they decided to sit on it until they realized most people are uh, waiting for that type right. of Right. But if this becomes popular, you know, at some point, we're not going to have much of a choice at, uh, about whether or not we're going to eat it. Uh, right now, they, they keep telling us they're going to, uh, there, there's going to be this, this kind of disclosure thing. So everyone is supposed to know that you're eating, um, what's it called again, cell cultivated chicken. There will come a time you're sitting in an airplane and you get whatever slop it is that's put in front of you, you know, chicken or beef. And both of them are going to be cell cultivated chicken or beef, and your choice is going to be vegan. Um, yeah, to the extent you can. Um, or but you 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 see what happens over time and, and probably over the medium run. At some point, if if all of the the levers of of managing choice operate in a particular way, at some point we're all going to be eating this stuff. Uh, whatever it is they do and from wherever it is that they pull it uh, in uh, produce from factories that may or may not have moved us forward to meet some form or other of some conception of sustainability and climate um, and, and climate neutral. If you uh, can't operations. taste the difference and there's no physical difference between you ingesting a quote, real live chicken versus, or I mean, I hope you eat dead chickens, um, versus a lab-grown chicken, then then what 
would be the main issue. That's true. Um, there's absolutely no issue. Um, that then assuming everything held, um, but again, I am not really sure everything can hold. Uh, all we we're know skeptical. Right now, well, I mean, you know, we grow this. We can grow. You know, I forgive me. <laughs> you know, again, I'm what, in a, I'm in a dystopian. It? I'm in a dystopian mood. So let me let me be even more grossly dystopian. Do it. Okay, we've we've talked about you know. There's no difference. Uh, everything tastes like chicken, even if you scrape a couple of meat cells. Okay, being. gross stuff. Right? But now even worse. I wonder if you can make, um, it's even faster to grow cancer cells. Uh, they, you know. Wow, um, you are horrible, but you're right. <laughs> it's not even just cancer cells. It's any and I don't have much of an Right, or... I don't have much of an imagination. And if I can think this up as we're sitting here and chatting, imagine someone who is really dystopian and really committed to well, all this. Well, this has already been. I'm and sure. if I am a uh, and if I am a humano terrorist who believes, <laughs> for example, that humans or particular humans who live in particular spaces are a virus on the earth, I've now created all I need is my grandma to to cook this up. I've now created yet another. How shall how have I been putting that? Ah, yes, a challenge uh, going forward to with yet with, another challenge to this right. lab grown cell cultivated. This is all, I mean, look, you'll see those, uh, in some Netflix horror, you know, Halloween horror weekend movie special. Um, the reality for the moment is, um, you know, are they going to be able to make this viable one way or another? I think in the medium term, they will. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the biggest challenge, for the the companies themselves as they see it is scaling right. to size to a grander size so that they can reach a a bigger market yeah and all i can say is the next time you have a supper for dinner you better tell us whether you're feeding a cell cultivated chicken or not <laughs> it'll be a surprise uh, i'll ask you whether you like it or not first uh, all right woof, woof. I <laughs> bark bark thanks everyone hope you enjoyed it and we'll catch you next time yeah